I'm not making any food yet. Let's see if I can get a shot of the actual gear. I don't, I've owned the shirt for two years, never worn it. How crazy is that? What's that's up, a man? nice. That's a nice Guinness shirt. Happy New Year. I know. I, I unfortunately have a few that I don't ever wear. <laughs> hey, did you see that? Uh, the video of the restaurant I sent you, that's done on 23rd Street here. Oh, um, why did it say? Yeah, go. Oh, shit. I saw NYE, and for some reason, my brain yes. went to New York, so I thought it was somewhere in New York, no. and I was like, why the hell did you send that to me? No, this guy is opening it down on 23rd. Uh, it, he, his name's James James Vu, um, mm-hmm. and he owns La, La Brasa and some other stuff. I mean, that is a, uh, that's some great Gatsby shit there. Wow. <laughs> I know I'm, it looks like one of those clubs, <laughs> the clubs right. where you can't hear anything, bottle right. service, that kind of shit. I hope he does well. I mean, that's the uh, that's the coolest thing I've seen open, and well, I, I've been here twenty five years, so mm-hmm. I mean, God bless him. That is the person but, who makes the best food I've ever eaten, right there. I know that's her, <laughs> and she's not even a cook. <laughs> There's the irony. There's the irony. More of an engineer, right? <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, I mean, isn't it basically the same thing? Yeah. I would, How do you put things together? There. <laughs> yeah. Unlike yours, you guys just Google recipes and then make them. That's mm-hmm. what computer guys do. <laughs> <laughs> Except he can cook too. I'm not just. I'm not just making fun of him. So what's going on, man? Oh, I have like the worst migraine and some sort of weird jet lag. Oh. Oh, you do? Well, I don't have any. I don't have any jet lag, but yeah, it's. I was a little slow going today. I don't know what the uh, New Year's. We'll see. I did see the <laughs> motivation videos that you sent me. <laughs> yeah, ah, aren't those great? I know <laughs> that guy. That and so he is. I think he said he's a Puerto Rican Jew, is what he actually is. But he looks more mob than any mob people I actually know. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For any of you looking forward, do you, do you know what his name is now that we've jo- brought it up? Joey Diaz. He's a stand-up comic. <laughs> That's the brilliant part, Sean. Worth- After I watch his motivation video, I have to look up the Brian Cox, the astrophysicist, right. and see how small we are in the universe just to get my perspective right for the day. <laughs> you are the one. My favorite one of his is it's something like, you don't need a whole gang to take over the world. You need four bad MFs is what he says. Mm-hmm. He is not wrong. You roll into the right room with the yeah. right people. You own the room. Yeah. And it's an energy, it's an energy switch. Like if you watch sporting games, you'll see mm-hmm. where the energy switches from one team to the other. It, it really he's he's an interesting guy. And he's mm-hmm. always out of uh focus and looks like he's been breathing on the camera. <laughs> dude, he's old as hell. That's his my face excuse, is too close. <laughs> right. His face is too close. Okay. My computer guy no longer lives here. Let me explain this to you folks. I got a complaint on New Year's Day that I had not switched over my Google listing to tell people I was closed and it wasn't on my website. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably true. We didn't get to it. I mean, I got I got a list of 10,000 things. And this poor guy, whoever it was, was very angry because they'd driven 30 minutes out of their way to get here. And you go, oh, shit. It is New Year's Day. It's a 50-50 shot whether anybody's open. See, I mean, that's they've the all thing, been right? Even Google, at times when you like search for a restaurant and its timings, they automatically populate that, hey, this is a holiday, timings and hours might vary. Google says that right. to them. If they yeah. still drove out after that, I really blame them. <laughs> it's not your fault. Yeah. Well, my thing is, is, you know, I would, 
I would never roll up to anybody's place expecting them to be open, much less write them a shitty review for not being open after the, you know, what would be the second busiest night of the year for us. St. Patrick's Day would be the busiest. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I got that, that going dick, for me. That was a dick move, whoever that dude was. I know. I was trying to not have us um, get kicked off of YouTube, so I didn't say that. But, yeah, absolute, uh, <laughs> absolute hole Say, and pole. <laughs> this is the thing, okay? I've actually read through like the YouTube's terms and conditions because that's what I do did. in my free time. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, I was deal? very. I needed to know exactly why they were blocking certain of our content and calling it yeah. shocking. Their threshold yeah. for tolerance is really low because oh. they are the ones who send advertisers into our channel based on what we say in the video. So it's uh, more of a financial thing for sense. them. Mm-hmm. Right. So they figured out after they made all the money off of that other president of ours over here that they probably should straighten up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> that worked out well. That worked out well. All right. So um, over here, there is, you know, and I, I told you I kept getting kind of tossed from TikTok on Moms for Liberty stuff. But mm-hmm. they've got yet another one of them that um, threw a teenage party at her house, gave everybody booze, and then ended up beating some boy up, punching him in the face. The mom, the mom's for Liberty mom. Ooh, yeah. what is this? Some, right. and, some ghetto ass mom's for Liberty well, version? <laughs> so what, what people don't really understand is they are just recruiting um, women with that want to fast track to power. Because mom's for Liberty is really kind of a joke. It's 1950s Americana, leave it to beaver, you know, father knows best BS. And, mm. uh, and I get that when my example would be if you go no smoking in a city, magically a cigar bar opens. Yeah. You know, it's just the polar opposite stuff. And they managed to be so well financed that they were able to move up in, into the real realms of politics quickly. But then mm-hmm. they just turned out not to have any substance. So, you know, that flash in a pan um, deal. The um, Here's, here's the, the big thing I found out this week, and, and it was promoted a year ago by news organizations. This electronics mogul, uh, manufacturing mogul from Chicago donated 1.6 billion with a B dollars to a conservative pack to move forward conservative causes. And this is the same guy that got in the last uh, two Catholic uh, Supreme Court justices. Same guy. Oh, wow. And 1.6 billion in America can buy you half of the states here. You can mm-hmm. buy the state government because they're they're usually far right or far left. And if they're far right and you go in and flush them with money, mm-hmm. you literally can write any laws you want per state because most people don't understand. Each state is basically its own country. Yeah. And the U.S. holds it together, for lack of a better word. That I mean, be it federal and state level. Yeah. Uh, laws and all that shit as well mm-hmm. yeah. and so um iowa which is be a real cheap one to buy because it's real red and it's real white um mm-hmm. so you know you, as long as you're they believe in your stuff you can just roll through there but iowa and, and oklahoma is a real cheap one to buy where i where i think they messed up was texas they tried mm-hmm. to go into texas and do the the school vouchers and all this other stuff and they got knocked out but that's about half democratic now because there's so many hispanics which what's weird is most Hispanics are conservative. Most immigrants are conservative because they came from a place that had shitty government. Mm-hmm. Yeah, isn't that, yeah. Cra- isn't that crazy? 
So they're incredibly well-funded. All of this stuff is behind them. I was trying to figure out for a year, just like, where is all of this coming from? There is no surge mm -hmm. or want for religion. Actually, the exact opposite is true. People are yeah. not going to churches. And so now we're figuring out a way to, to subsidize said churches with federal money and, and local money. Sucks. Mm -hmm. Crazy. So that's where that's what I got going on this week. How about you? <laughs> this week, we basically go through, uh, I'm doing some consulting stuff with a company called Fuse. F-U-C-E. Yeah. yeah, the the drink maker? No, this is actually Fuse oh. Ride. So it's um they huh. compete, they're gonna be competing with like Uber and shit. It's a oh, ride nice. service. Mm-hmm. Except Ooh. the difference is that they do have like a luxury fleet that you can also book. Yeah. So that way, um here people, you know how our weddings are like super flashy and <laughs> long. Yes. Oh, do we ever? So and this movies is, about that. Mm -hmm. So this is like a way where for a wedding, you can just book like a Bentley to come and give you a ride to the church, oh, nice. temple, wherever the hell you're going. Mm -hmm. So back in the day when I was young and, and pretty prosperous, I had a 1956 Mercedes. I believe it was a 220S. So it was a chauffeur driven. Um, and it was the sweetest ride for stuff like that. Mm -hmm. My challenge, of course, would be with that old of a car. <laughs> if it's being temperamental that day. Would you substitute out another car, sir? Because <laughs> they just stars. You know, it was a three-speed on the tree. You know, I, well, you're too young to have ever driven one of those. You go back and forward and stuff up where your regular gear oh, shifted. I've actually driven one of the Fords. It's a really old Ford pickup yeah. truck where it had like those yeah, levers the right next. Yeah, I've yeah. driven one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, they work really well. This thing had a walnut dash, like it was all walnut that had been carved out. I mean, it was. It was a nice ride. No, uh -huh. I won't lie. Yeah, <laughs> sounds cool. <laughs> that would I I I like the elite fleet deal though, especially if I'm in another country mm -hmm. where you know a taxi's twenty bucks and yeah. a really nice car's thirty. Well, I'll throw in the extra ten, so <laughs> you get treated much better at the hotel when you show up. <laughs> By the way, this uh, I think the coming week I need to like hire a couple of um, business development guys in website and app development it's like the strangest yeah. sales profile you'll ever find i think it just overlaps with regular sales profiles but right. they the conversion rates and all of that are so weird right now it, i don't think it properly required recovered after covid which is why i'm in right. this massive restructuring nonsense huh mm -hmm. like it's, yeah i i don't know any of those people <laughs> i know but the, the thing is that like generally for some reason, I thought that it wasn't something that used to be an issue. Like yeah. there were enough leads coming in where we didn't have to have a dedicated sales team. Right. Like, right now, it's now turned out that, that we point. actually do. I wonder how much of oh, that wow. has to do with the ease of automation and stuff that you can do online by, by yourself, where people well, don't you, really need like this entire company's infrastructure to build out an application or a website. I, you know... That is obviously your expertise, but what I would say is most everything, I mean, even business licensing wise can be done online now for me. So mm -hmm. I'm not dealing with government employees, but I'm still dealing with the same BS. They're slow, they're inefficient, no answers back, all of the normal, but there's mm -hmm. nobody to bring coffee and donuts to, to get my answers. Oh yeah. So <laughs> dude, are, 
I mean, I guess the question would be, do you need a salesperson or do you need a concierge? Technically, that salesperson would act as a concierge. You actually right. hit the nail I mean, on your head. <laughs> right. I mean, that's that's the question anymore. So is that a consulting job or is that a, is that, I mean, what do you, what do you title it as? See, that, that's the reason that I had so much difficulty even writing the job description because it overlaps yeah. with something I do. So even if they right. have a lead, someone has, I have to probably still sit with the person with the idea and figure out what exactly he's trying to build, what is possible, yes. what is not possible. Have we brushed right. up against the limits of what an app and a phone would do? <laughs> right. I've so, been in one of those meetings with you on accident. Yeah. <laughs> so I have another friend of mine that's in that, in that line of work. And he said, somebody brings me an idea. Mm -hmm. And then I am basically an engineer that figures out how to build it. And then I have to be able to explain it back to them. And the biggest problem is explaining back to them the build out. Is that, is that accurate? Oh, that is super accurate for the sole reason yeah. that they think that once you build something, like say, for instance, the modules that you require to say post, a, like take, for example, like Facebook, when you post something mm -hmm. on a business, like the guy who right. submitted that review yesterday, they think that once right. you build that, you can just take that piece and dump it into something else and you'd have right. the same functions there, but it actually doesn't right. work that way. <laughs> no, no, it works. There's, there are language barriers, there are other issues. Mm -hmm. Plus the yes. new thing would need like an overall architecture to do what its main job is. Maybe its main right. job is not the posting part of it, but it has to actually make sales of a product. So it weirdly complicates oh. the thing when you're talking and trying to translate it back into non, like when I speak to my dev team, I have to use a certain amount of language that they will understand. Yeah. And when I talk to right. the client, I have to just clean it up to just speak in plain English. <laughs> yeah. So you're a restaurant owner. You're, you're doing your stuff in the back. You're the mob boss. You go out front and you're, you're the college grad. Mm -hmm. So we have moved in the village. The new city manager is, is, uh, is this sharp guy, but we've every single thing that he does comes with a scan code and nice. it allows you to go. Some, right. And, and I have to be honest at first, I was like, man, are you sure we need that here? And he goes, Sean, you deal with the older people in the village. I deal with everybody that's under 40. <laughs> and this is how they work. And I just said, it's, it's, it's really interesting how quickly this guy's brought a bunch of stuff along. He's smart, smart guy. So nice. Same. I, yeah. And, and, you know, do I understand any of it? Nope. Do I need to? Not really. <laughs> he sounds like he's pretty good at it. <laughs> I think it's what, how old is the website of the village that I built? It must be like, yeah, the original to... one. It's a, it's been a few years. It, it, it probably know. needs to redo. I don't know. I don't even know. I, I'm, Usually, what we use now because I never go on it. If I want to go see something, I drive there. It's only three miles. I know. <laughs> I mean, my God, you know, some of the some of the part one of the one of the really interesting park projects is finished, and so I went and shot a video of it. And of course, people were like, "Well, I think that should have been a farmer's market." And you go, "Yeah, we have that two blocks away. Have you?" Have you driven over there? Maybe. Go, go it's funny, that. right? Then the general public demands a feature that already exists, like already exists. Streets away. <laughs> I know. I... But, Sean, this is Ricky Javais's joke all over again, where they right. like ask the common man, or ask the general public. It's like, don't ask right. the general public. The general public are idiots. <laughs> right. I, people. So what I would, what I would say, having, having gone to nice schools, there was still always a bottom 25%. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Then when I got into, I, I got into some lower end public schools after I was thrown out of all the high quality ones. Um, that lower 25% is lower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a, and there's, there's 25% of the population really and truly. And, and I know this is a British concept that neither one of us will be comfortable with. They go, we need those people just to be able to read, to work and do math, to be able to work. And you go, yep, that's, that is probably true. You go, otherwise mm-hmm. they'll find some other way to make a living, you know, and we're not going to be happy with that part. So yeah. <laughs> the minimum, the minimum education standards for the bottom 25 mm-hmm. is, uh, they just drag everybody else down. I mean, it's, it sounds really shitty, but it's true. But, yeah. But the way the, did I tell you the other day, I was actually thinking about like, God, people having the ability to read is so important yeah. for the sole reason that now, everything is on your phone. And right. like here, there are like websites including like Facebook and Google that all translate into the local language if you select it. Like they do. Get all- out. Yeah. So you Dang. can actually Google something in a different language here. And I was trying no to figure word. out like, even then a lot of people still have to know numbers and shit because a lot of the yeah. COVID basically changed all our <clears throat> systems into online and non-contact payments. So yeah. even if you're at like a street stall where you're just standing on the street and someone's making food, Right. There's usually a scan code that you scan and it beeps and tells him that he has received the money. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> God, that's wild. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I do, I do understand I'm not finding progress. I mean, I, so I will give you a perfect example. So as Diana and destiny um, continue taking over the restaurants here, the uh, biggest challenge for us is we're going to eventually, sorry about losing light there is we've got to, eventually go to either iPads or something Mm -hmm. because none of our menus are so bad. They couldn't be done on a version of a phone, you know, and, and sent back into the kitchen. And all of that technology has come so far along. We can just figure out a way to adapt it. And the good news is, is Diana looks, loves looking up all that kind of stuff and doing it. So we'll, we'll see where we end up. Oh yeah. She has like a super good understanding of the online systems that we built for you. Nowadays she just calls me with like a doubt or something and I just tell her what to do and she'll just do it on her own. (laughs) So for anybody listening on this, just so you have a uh, a reference here, I'm 60. I mean, I own a restaurant that's been around 20 years, Vito's Ristorante and then the Irish pub's been, well, we got to be in 16 or 17 years now. Mm-hmm. So we, we never did computers. We use paper tickets still. Yeah. I mean, literally, it's the most antiquated thing. But it's also, as you look around, not that big. It's 10 steps to the kitchen. Do you mm-hmm. really need it to go through the airwaves to get to the kitchen? But it uh, mostly for when people want checks is where we need to be able to be faster. Because mm-hmm. I'd be totally honest with you, your generation does not know how to add or do multiplication and write it down and explain what you just wrote, you know. Oh, it's, dude, yeah. It it's is, like, uh... <laughs> can I tell you, like, here they have, like, those, uh, it, it's a credit card machine, but it's a wireless one. So they just bring right. the check to your table with the card machine and they just leave it yeah. there. If you know yeah. how to use the machine, you just do it. Otherwise, someone comes and taps your card because it's not even the ones where you right. have to insert or slide the card, right? You just right. tap it and just get the fuck yeah. out of there. Yeah, so it it's very easy. There are There are a few systems that I know that would probably be easy to implement. Yeah. I should probably send them to Diana to let, let, let Diana know. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that's next. And that's or I, everything else we've done transition wise has worked shockingly well. 
Yeah. In all honesty, um, for background, folks, my wife got sick and she used to run one of the restaurants and huge personality. And when somebody like that leaves a space, generally it goes under. I mean, there's there's mm -hmm. you just can't replace it. And we, for the first time in my life, have managed to keep that from happening. So yeah. and we made it through the big four month slow period. So, yeah, yeah it's it's and the girls have done marvelous, you know, and, and there's something good in it for all of the, you know, all of them as well. So it's a it's a matter of where do we go from here? But that is next. That is literally mm -hmm. the next thing. And the reason being is uh, there are just too many places that small amounts of money go governmentally where we don't get to explain it to people and they think we're charging them stuff. Mm -hmm. And I would like that to be on a piece of paper so you can take it home with you. You know, if you have any questions, go, man, take it home. Give me a call. I'll, I'll go over every bit of it. But can we not do it right now while I have an hour and a half wait? <laughs> <laughs> It's hilarious, yeah, it's, right? It, the other day, someone gave me one of their checks for something I'd ordered for. And I was like, dude, I'm paying in cash. He's like, what do you have against value-added tax? I'm like, I right. hate it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Explain <laughs> to the Americans what that is, value-added tax. Mm. It is shockingly expensive. Yeah, like there are certain bills that I'll see where say it's a hundred bucks on the bill, then you'd see like 18 for one tax which is your gst which is like a general state tax or whatever the hell that is called right and then there is another one which is called like the value-added tax and then you used to have like the council tax all kinds of weird shit on Jesus. one bill till it came up yeah. to like 150 dollars almost <laughs> yeah the first time i stayed in a hotel in new york mm -hmm. um and when we're talking 40 years ago it was a nice hotel because if if you ever travel to a major city like that, you have to stay in a premier hotel because everybody judges you by the hotel you stay in. Oh, yeah. Back to your Bentley rental car. Mm -hmm. So I would stay at the Plaza or another place called the Helmsley. And these are all the ones that you've seen in movies or in news over the years. I could get business done in five minutes because I was in either one of those places. People would either meet me in the lobby or I'd meet them at their place. Um, but the first time I got a hotel bill, the hotel was like 250 bucks which was very, very, very expensive back then, but I could do 20 or 30,000 in business in one day. Mm -hmm. It was shocking how quick yeah. decisions were made and money transferred. When I got the bill, it was 325. There was a hotel tax for like 75 bucks, <laughs> <laughs> which was more than a regular hotel at the time. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's, yeah. I don't know what that was about, but they, like everybody else, they were like, well, they're out of towners. We'll just screw them really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, that used to happen to me, but I think now it's a little bit more easier because of the online right. booking things. Like the place I used to stay mm -hmm. in New York was the Grand Central. That is, uh, it's the Hyatt at Grand Central. Right. Yeah. So you get out right of the Central, Grand Central Station. Yeah, there's actually one of the staircases that just take you to the lobby of this hotel. So that's oh, the one nice. I, yeah, so I used wow. to stay there for the sole reason that if it's raining, I just need to run down to the, uh, <laughs> smart. And take the subway. Yeah. And worst case right. was that there was a, like a, it's very close to Crushing Square. So it has like this right. over, it just leans over the street and it's like a bar. Right. So most of the right. clients would just come and see me there while we were talking. <clears throat> and they understand time is money. It's it's a yeah. it's a whole different ballgame. Because I I didn't mind working that way because I was in town. I literally am like, I gotta fly out tomorrow at four. If we need it done, we need it done right now. Mm -hmm. And uh I 
it was shot and nobody had to go talk to their boss. Nobody had to go run it by the board or, mm-hmm. you know, any of that shit. It, it was, uh, that is a lesson to be learned when you think, you know, something about sales. And, you know, most everybody I was dealing with were ethnic, which in the Midwest, that would be a problem. I mean, honest to God, it would be a problem. See, and, our uh, sales, and, <laughs> my sales strategy was to agree and get the sale done and then come yeah. back and sell it to my partners. And they, right. <laughs> it, was a two yep. t- it was two sales that had to happen for me to get them. <laughs> Isn't that wild? God, mm-hmm. that's, that's legit. <laughs> I would go in and, and get my sale done. And the problem was I still had about 18 hours left to go. So I, I would just go, hey, do you have anybody else you think might be interested in? And I was shocked at how much people would, would give me room. But I also wasn't ripping anybody off. You know, mm-hmm. I've always believed in being fair. And that way, you know, you could I'm, I'm there to make money. That you, you, there's a there's a point where you're no longer being fair. You know, I, I yeah, I think that's I think that's easy to say. But the I didn't find that way in L.A., like Los Angeles, mm-hmm. bigger city lot more going on my god it would take you a week to get a deal done and you're like folks gasoline is too expensive for me to be driving around out here (laughs) um i found chicago to be to be pretty uh pretty friendly as far as out-of-state business went you know Mm -hmm. now god they have google they can just look you up while they're talking to you oh yeah it's the easiest thing these days eh? like i'm pretty sure that it's none of those meetings anymore like that used to happen almost eight to ten years ago where I had to right. sit down, explain something and wait for a week till we got the response in the email and right. then had to invoice them. Yeah. Like now I just right. show up at times with the invoice on my phone and he's like, yes. I'm like, I just emailed it to you. He'll just initial it on his phone, get it back to me. Right. And he's like, okay, I'm going to wire this money to the account on the invoice. I'm like, done. <laughs> Isn't that wild? So mm-hmm. we do that with our electrician. But mm-hmm. I think that's, and we've got a couple of vendors. I just, I am uncomfortable with like a liquor company having all of my banking information. <laughs> you know? Sean, this is your old school brain where it's like, oh, does the liquor store have my money type shit? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And and what alcoholic is working at that place that has access to my information? I don't even like it with like a dentist will ask for your social. And I always just go, no. And they're like, no, we have to have it. And I go, you do not need it for anything. There is yeah, why, nothing. Why the hell does the dentist ask you for the social i don't know but ask me I, and i'm like why <laughs> well and and if i well they do it so they can sue you in case you don't pay but i pay at the at the time mm. the most vulnerable place for your information to be is in a trash can at a dentist's office because nobody's shredding it they just take it outside and dump it in the dumpster i'm pretty sure that sean after my accident there are like eight different specialists around the state of oklahoma oh, yeah. who have all of my information <laughs> oh god yeah yeah and well and all of that stuff is shared anymore ou which is the university of oklahoma health center um i think that's who it was maybe it was them or baptist one or the other big huge health deal yeah they got they got hacked and they were just like yep yeah, everybody if you're a patient here your stuff's out there oh wow and that's that's not just your social. That is something insurance companies would like to buy. Yeah, your medical history and all of that, so that yeah. you're not lying about a pre-existing condition. <laughs> right. Man, did I tell you? So I had that one life insurance policy for for my business partner in case I died, because you know it's it's hard to make a business survive after that, and you can make the choice of take the insurance money and close up and go home, or you can use that for losses for a while while you build the business back up. Mm-hmm. Some way or another, did not get paid in the fog of all the stuff we're going through at home a year ago. 
So I call him and I go, hey, I need to get this. I mean, it's, it's of no benefit to me or anybody in my family. I said, this is a business one. And for some reason did not get paid. So they sent me my original HIPAA stuff and all my question and answer stuff. And they were like, just refill these out and make sure it's all still the same. And I was shocked at how honest I was on the original. John, <laughs> <laughs> like you big time premiums good. is what you play. <laughs> oh, Lordy. I mean, I read it and I'm like, I probably should not have been that honest about everything. So we'll see whether I can get it reinstated. And if I can get it reinstated, I have to pay the premium from when it wasn't paid. To, but it was a once a year draw. I hate shit like that. And so the company's name is a specific name. But whoever drew the money was another name. And if that comes up with my stuff, I'm not letting anybody take shit out of my account. No, dude, I'm telling you, it's so complicated, especially with those policies for the sole reason that yes. the insurance company is there. Then there's an underwriter. Then there is like some right. other little fucking insurance agency yeah. that has collated the policy. Ugh. Yeah, and everybody's got a different gosh dang name. And mm -hmm. look, the thing is, for me, I if I don't recognize an email, I'm not opening it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, email has become pointless, like literally pointless to me. Mm -hmm. I have one city account that nothing else goes through other than city business. And that's the only one where I open whatever's there because it's from somebody at the city. Yeah, it's nuts. Sometimes I'll, I mean, I usually check certain emails for the sole reason it'll sound vaguely familiar to me because we have like some right. weird policy at our firm, which is called like, yeah. uh, I think it's called like key man insurance which was right. a policy taken out on me like almost eight years ago. Yeah. That's my deal. Right. Yeah. Same deal. It was uh, Dan Cunningham was the one who told me how to get that policy mm -hmm. done correctly. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. And yeah. that thing still Look, exists. The, the, <laughs> for, for people that are the major partner or player in your business, you have to take out an insurance policy. For one, it's about a thousand dollars a year for real money. Mm -hmm. And it's at your age, it's probably 500. But the, yeah. the challenge is having, I'm so old now, I've had partners die, I've had them move, I've had them go through divorces. Mm -hmm. But when they die, you got to find the paperwork, you got to rebuild your books. I had an accountant die on me. She got kicked by a horse. Literally, you can't make this shit up in Oklahoma. Got kicked by a horse, got pneumonia and died. I'm well, pretty sure I, this entire section is going to be flagged by Google for shocking content, <laughs> Oh, God, I hope not. Because I mean, this is this is actually info that people need. Yeah. You know, both of us are senior partners in something or another. Mm -hmm. And you go, yeah, the other partners have to protect themselves. I mean, they yeah. undoubtedly, can you imagine if you're driving somewhere and, and your cabbie doesn't want to run into a cow and runs into a, a telephone pole, for God's sakes, and you're dead in a second, every one of your projects basically stops for a little bit. Yeah, there was this time, you you know who I'm talking about, uh, when yeah. Marty passed away, I still had all right. his documents for the lease on a land to build a data center. Right, yeah. And yeah, I had like, to, the I didn't know how to get in touch with yeah. his wife and give her all these documents because I was like, hey, yeah. I do have the originals yeah. of the land he's leased. <laughs> do you want right. that back? And she, did, she wasn't even, she didn't have a clue as to what I was talking about. Oh, it was just weird yeah. as hell when he died. Um, yeah. It, and what people don't understand is I know a whole bunch of people he was in business with. I didn't know them enough to be able to find them. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, it, and he was dealing in Native American stuff, which is a whole different ballgame. You know, you just don't oh, get yeah. to 
walk into those meetings unless somebody knows you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know it's nuts, brother. It's nuts. I think I used to get away about it, get away with it because he used to take me. They're like, oh, brown guy, let him in. (laughs) Exactly. There's our intermediary right there. Well, there is there is an obvious, natural, very natural distrust there that I full well understand, you know, Mm -hmm. and and, you know, the more the more you find out about it, the more you really, really understand it. And it's okay. Hey, man, they've got their own nations. Uh, a whole bunch of them are doing really, really, really well. So mm-hmm. God bless them. <laughs> you know, now, why our governor keeps fighting with them, I don't know. But he just makes the rest of us look bad. But, you know, he I is know. a on-the-rolls Cherokee member. Really? But I, yeah, but I think his family were the fraudulent ones that just signed on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, if, I mean, if you were an on the rolls Cherokee member, voting member and everything, you wouldn't be doing all the weird stuff he does. I mean, you just wouldn't. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no interest in it. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Welcome to Oklahoma politics. For those of you who don't understand, we <laughs> literally have indigenous tribes that own large, large pieces of land here. And their reservations are still intact. A reservation is not a reservation. It's a private nation. Mm hmm. With their own laws, their own police force, their own court system. Yeah. What is it? What is it called? It's a sovereign state in itself. It's a sovereign, yeah. Mm-hmm. It is like a sovereign country. I mean, it's it's actually itself. a sovereign nation. Mm-hmm. It's not a state. Yeah, it's a nation, and uh, and a lot of people just don't understand it. And they go, "Well, it's been this way for a hundred years," and you go, "Yeah, they got money now. They're not taking that off of it." Mm-hmm. So, like I've been to both extremes of it, like to like a. Like there was someone I used to date a long time ago who was Native American, and right. she took me to their reservation, and it was just fancy as hell, Sean. Adult. Like it right. was attached to like the casino, casinos, and everything. <laughs> yeah, but I've also been to the other extreme of it, where she was like, "Hey, we need to go check on some friends," and I was like, "All right," and she was like, "Oh, it's the other reservation," and we go there, yeah. and I was like. Sorry, where are we? <laughs> oh, yeah. Welcome to Mexico. Well, uh-huh. you know, if you think about it, traditionally, how, how the English behave towards you guys? They went and turned everybody against each other, took one mm-hmm. person and goes, hey, we'll partner with you, but you got to help us kill all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, same same setup. They, they did that all over the world. And the, the other powerful nations at the time learned how to do it. I mean, it's just, it's nature of the beast, but these guys have made a pretty good comeback as your country has made a very good comeback without mm-hmm. the British, you know, and that's, it matters. You know, America was struggling until world war two and we took all of England's money, <laughs> mm-hmm. all of it. We took every penny and left them nothing. So it, yeah. it, it if you wait long enough, it turns around. If you can mm-hmm. be that patient. So, yeah. like- all right, what else do you want to cover? We've got Native, international we, native <laughs> tribe stuff. We have like three minutes left. So I was mm. just going to conclude with telling you about the Eddie is a joke where he's talking about fashion and how everything goes full circle. Yeah. He, he's like, look, he's, he's like anything that looks cool, give it time yeah. and it'll come full circle and you'll again be looking like a dickhead. <laughs> I know. And then 20 more years, you'll be looking cool again. Yeah. Um, for, <laughs> So I watched Dave Chappelle's special when I was home on Sunday or Monday. I had a day off and mm-hmm. it was, it was classic. He is, um, I, it's, I, I like the way he just goes and goes, Hey man, come after me. I don't care. And does his thing. He is still a comic. I, I, 
I'm interested if I ever get to go to India and get up and do a three or five minute piece, how it's taken over there. Yeah. You know, it's because my comedy shit's out of date. I mean, it's 40 years old. John, but it'll still Crazy. kill. I'm telling you for the sole reason that there are people who still find that kind of comedy funny. And oh, the yeah, only place cause... you can say that is in clubs where idiots don't have their phones. Though some oh. idiots with a memory will go and type about it. <laughs> there you go. I don't mind that part. But my my deal is that stuff was hilarious. Mm-hmm. We have lost the ability to laugh at each other. And it's not at the cost of one another. Because believe me, I make fun of Irish people as much as anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, my my family history would make a 40-minute stand-up deal that would be absolutely <laughs> priceless. But nobody would believe it was real. And it is. It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. <laughs> nuts all right well take us out my friend well this is our 2024 the villagers podcast Woo! first episode <laughs> open one Woo! there's the 360 view Shh. how is that thank for you aggravated? for that <laughs> all right my friend happy new year to you